0: Hello and welcome to Serious About Sustainability, a podcast series brought to you by Mitsubishi Electric's Ecodan air source heat pump. I'm Max Halliwell from Mitsubishi Electric, and this is a series of podcasts all about renewable home heating. We'll be covering a range of topics from the perspective of UK homeowners, self-builders, contractors and housing associations. Our show today is called Social Housing, Leading the Way to Net Zero. My guest is Rob Hicks, Innovation Manager at Solving Housing. Welcome, Rob. Good to see you again.
1: Yeah, good to see you, Max. Thanks for inviting us along. Uh, last time was really great fun. Thanks.
0: Great. Thanks. Good to hear that. We had some great feedback on the last conversation. So today we're um, looking at the slightly bigger picture on the UK, so the road to net zero. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a recent report by the Sustainable Energy Association which is entitled the same title as the podcast. That's where we got the idea from, which is um, obviously how social housing is leading the way on the road to net zero in terms of the way we're refurbishing houses and building homes. So I thought we'd just kick off there and get your thoughts on um, what's going on in the social housing area in terms of this road to net zero and perhaps what's Sovereign, how Sovereign are tackling this problem.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, I think um, it's important to understand that we're – all willing adopters. And I think that's a really important um, theme and idea. So we're trying to look to the future and resolve uh, not only the affordable warmth, but the environmental issue as well about emissions, um, CO2 tonnage, all that type of thing uh, for our homes.
0: Okay. So the road to net zero for the whole of the UK, when we look at um, the various aspects, we know that home heating um contributes, depending on what figures you look at, 15%, 20% of all of the UK emissions. Um, in terms of targets for um, social housing, is that something that you're looking at year on year? To Do you have a target yourself to, to reduce those or is that just something in terms of your replacement strategy?
1: I think that's encompassed in our own replacement strategy. So uh, we're looking on our roadmap for two, two very definitive dates. So an energy performance certificate home of a band C by 2035, and uh, a net zero by 2050, or I'd like to think before, uh, depending on obviously the advances in technology as we get closer to that date.
0: Okay. So it's quite... um... That's quite an ambitious roadmap, isn't it? I mean, to produce homes of that standard, um, we've seen the future home stand in terms of where we go in terms of new build net zero homes. So the, there's obviously challenges with uh, retrofitting homes compared to, because new build, you're obviously starting afresh. Um, you've got you know a blank blank canvas as such. But So the challenges with a, a retrofitting on the way to net zero, you've got a whole different um, strategy there.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. We spoke last time about quite a simple recipe for homes about understanding fabric, heating, ventilation, uh, education, that tariff, that piece. So it's how the heating system is the core element to that, um, how that really fits in and what type of system uh, you would really like to see in what type of building. And obviously, air source for uh, off-gas grid uh, are really a very perfect match for a lot of properties, especially houses and bungalows a little bit more difficult in flats but not impossible
0: okay so let's let's be really frank about it uh, a net zero home from a retrofit. So look at your housing stock at the moment, take you to 2050. Can you picture the majority of UK housing stock being able to be transferred? I mean, you talked about in the previous podcast about making that envelope of the property um, you know, as efficient as possible. You spoke about cavity wall, loft, double glazing, et cetera. So with the addition of an air source heat pump that might be running off, say, a, a renewable energy provider, is that going to be enough to turn that property into net zero or do you think there's more we need to do?
1: No, there'll be more. I think uh, our, our real sense is from, from looking at the data, looking at uh, what the new SAP measurement will, will give us, we'll push those that type of house with that type of recipe into a really good band C, might bump it into a B. Um, and then obviously there's other measures we'll have to add, maybe something like along the generation of uh, PV, photovoltaics and battery storage, and that's that's our next big bit of exploration, okay. uh, trying to find that jump from that band C to that band A plus okay. net zero home.
0: So my understanding from what you've said then is f- for the um – point in time of 2035 it appears that if you add something like an air source heat pump beef up the fabric um you can virtually get to where we need to be by 2035 but then for that next stage we're looking at battery storage pving to get the house really self-sufficient for net zero
1: absolutely absolutely okay. on. that's 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 yeah. in uh, very simple terms but yes. okay
0: what i find really exciting about that is that we've already got the technology to do it yeah it exists doesn't it so um Another question is, um, why aren't we doing it quicker, do you think?
1: That will always come down to pennies. Um, but for us, it's also about levelling the play playing field first for all of our homes so that we haven't got some homes that are uh, disadvantaged compared to the other ones that may well be B's and A's. We have to bring those up to C, which also helps to fight fuel poverty um, because obviously, traditionally, most people that are trapped in fuel poverty are by that type of home, that type of heating system that may exist there. So we need to resolve that first, uh, level it up to uh, a band C, which would be perfect if we could get all of our homes to that and then work on the jump then from C to that band A um, as quickly as possible with the proven technology, but also looking forward to what other types of technology may come out and may help that. It may well be that we might have to add additional insulation as well. So I wouldn't discount that because obviously reduction is one of the key elements to energy efficiency. If you need less of it, that's a great thing, isn't it?
0: Of course, of course. And energy efficiency is very much linked to um, if you're more efficient, you're spending less money. Have you got examples of the type of moving around from these bands? what that means to one of your residents, for example? Yeah, so
1: we spoke last time about the trial that we did, and we looked at um, where they were and where we could forecast to take them and where we ended up. So in very relative terms, uh, we reduced bills by well over 50%, around about 58%. Um, So taking an average 1,200 pound bill down to sub 500, which I think is fantastic. Uh, We had warmth ratings that uh, went from one out of five to five out of five. Um, That went from an EPC E band up to an EPC C. So you can see the difference that that metric from Brie is producing. Um, But I think one of the most impressive figures for me was the CO2 tonnage. Going from around about 4.5 tons down to 1.8 ton.
0: Wow, that's massive, and that's isn't it? That's property.
1: So if you imagine that over an estate or all the homes in the UK, you can see where this driver of the 14% figure, or is it 15, or wherever yep. you get it from, uh, what really the, the 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 type of legislation is trying to uh, encourage us to do, and that being willing adopters, uh, you're beginning to do that without necessarily waiting for someone to tell you to do it.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. So Rob, on the um, road to net zero and obviously changing the way we heat our homes, the government have had various incentives. You know, Going back in time, we had a low carbon building programme, phase one, phase two, and we're now currently at the end of the renewable heat incentive. Um, do you want to tell us about your experience with the uh, RHI as it's commonly known?
1: Yeah, the RHI um, runs till 2022 and we use it to support our off uh, gas grid uh, regions, um, areas where obviously we that's not available. Um, I understand that there's going to be a replacement for it called the Clean Homes Grant. be interesting to see uh, what that's going to look like. And obviously the devil will always be in the detail. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I understand that it had one of our primary wishes for RHI was that it was a one-off payment rather than payments that were every quarter. It just simplifies it, makes it feel far easier for people to use. I think the great thing about RHI is it It targets the replacement of the technology without the limit of having an EPC band that that home may well be in. Because we spoke about fabric, we spoke about it uh, quite a bit. And if we've done those fabric measures, which you would always do first, it is possible that uh, if you were trying to seek other funding where it limits it to a band E, F or G, that those measures would already push that home into a very low D and would we'll preclude you from using it. So I think it's really important that uh, the funding targets the right type of technology and doesn't have a really disabling factor uh, like that uh, only for band E, similar to the eco funding that's available.
0: So just on that point of the uh, replacement to the RHI, the, uh, the Clean Homes Grant, um, just pick up a point that you said there. Uh, a lot of people in industry have said they've really welcomed this upfront payment um, rather than it spread across seven years, even though it's a lower amount, but upfront. So you're saying obviously for you, it simplifies things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, the present RHI, uh, whilst workable, feels like it's um, a little over-engineered. And I think it needs to be this simple approach where you get the one-off payment um, and that money comes back into the business uh, and then can be reused uh, to to carry on and, and And provide other measures.
0: Okay. So talking about one-off payments, um, we're right in the middle of the Green Homes Grant, which is also um, offering one-off payments. I mean, this is obviously in response to the Chancellor's um, measures to build Britain out of recession, hopefully, due to COVID. Um, The Green Homes Grant upfront payments, we've got a short window to use this money. Um, there is some criteria at the moment. Thoughts on that? Is that going to have an impact? Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. We've, we've looked uh, quite deeply into to the Green Homes grant, and it sits with three areas, really, the local authority bid, um, and then obviously a second bid through the energy hubs, and then obviously an availability for homeowners. So um, the LAD bids and the energy hubs bids, still have limiting factors that they're band E, F, and G homes. So as we spoke about before, uh, we could have homes that we would really like to do, but they may well already be in a band D, so they'll preclude us from that funding oh, okay. avenue. So that's, a, that's a, yep. a disabler to us rather than an enabler, whereas the RHI was targeting the technology that it was replacing, not limiting it by the fact that we've already done of fabric work that you you should always do before you, you look, then obviously replacing the heating system. Every time around, you should be looking to make your building as energy efficiency as possible, because that will translate into affordable warmth.
0: The Mitsubishi Electric Ecodan Air Source Heat Pump switch from fossil fuels like oil, LPG and storage heaters to clean, renewable home heating. Visit ultraquietecodan.co.uk for more information. Ecodan, serious about sustainability. If we go back to the end of the RHI um, and the replacement uh, grant, the Clean Homes Grant, in terms of the Technologies going forward, and then we don't know what's going to come after that. Um, in your personal opinion, which which do you think the technologies that we're really going to see um, emerging and being the you know, the most commonly used, and why? Why do you think that?
1: I think if we're talking specifically about heating homes, I think um, Air Source are by far uh, the credible uh, leader of the pack. Um, it just feels like the right technology, um, something that extracts uh, the heat energy out of the air. Um, It's very simple. It's truly renewable. Um, I think it's easy to maintain. It doesn't have an additional level of complexity that some of the other renewable technologies uh, are trying to employ to maybe gain just a very small percentage efficiency. But I think that's lost in their complexity. So engineered simple is what I'm trying to say.
0: Okay. And as you know, um, I think the whole industry is trying to, well, they are moving forward in terms of simplification so that uh, residents and homeowners understand the technology because, you know, ultimately they want hot water um, and a warm home. So it's been crucial that, have you seen, have you have you noticed that as a, as a client in
1: terms of the way the systems have have developed over the last 10 years? Absolutely. You say from the last 10 years in our last podcast, we, we said how long that we'd been on this journey with Mitsubishi for well over 10 years, you say. And certainly we see now controllers that are really designed for the end user. All the complexity is hidden. It's there and does what it needs to do. But the end user can see the simple parts of it, which is around about temperature selection and time selection. And very similar to other, the way other types of heating systems run. Um, so I, I think uh, we're at the moment, we're spot on for the level of control Um, So we keep it simple, but achieve uh, rigorous control.
0: So going back to the roadmap to 2050, which um, one of the key things behind it and the key drivers is the future homes standard. So for new build, we've got changes in part L regulations. You've probably seen the consultation. We have option one, option two, you know, fabric on its own or fabric plus technology. In terms of getting retrofit along that road as well. Um, What else do you think needs to happen in terms of policy or legislation or have we got enough in place at the moment? What's your understanding of where we are?
1: Well, I think um, it's going to be really interesting and we're very curious about what will be in the future home standard uh, and obviously the potential, the length of time, 2025, when we're, I think we've got a very clear idea of where our roadmap is, what we want as aspirations and want to achieve by 2035 and what potentially 2050 could look like.
0: Okay. So from what you said previously, it sounds like if you just beef up your insulation, so you retrofit cavity wall, loft, double glazing, et cetera, and then you do that that takes most properties up a band or two is that right yeah correct and yeah. then and then if you then start adding a renewable heating technology like a heat pump you're going to see a further increase so so the question mark is what else do we need to do and how how quickly can we do that so are you suggesting that all this can be done a lot quicker than sounds of it in your opinion
1: i um i think as willing adopters i think we're already on that road we're already considering it um and actually doing it and it's the right thing to do. It's about achieving that affordable warmth, that uh, you know, energy performance see home. Okay. Um, so it will be very interesting to see uh, what guidance uh, and influence that standard has when it comes out of twenty twenty five.
0: Okay. And in terms of um, consistency and messaging from and and support, as you say, um, from government. So we've got a roadmap to twenty fifty. Um, got the um, future home standard. On the new build side, we have the changes in part L, which is uh, currently under consultation, delayed of course, because of the COVID crisis. So we've got option one, fabric, option two, fabric, potentially plus a renewable technology. So you can see how the new build regs will change. Um, and, but looking at the retrofit side of things, in order to get consistency and speed, What's your thoughts on where we are and where we can go in the timeframes that they've, they've spelt out?
1: Um, I think uh, funding is key to that, uh, really essential to support us to achieve uh, our aspirations and being able to take that forward. And time gives us enough time to plan and work in with our, our financial years and our budgets so we can um, uh, maximise our effectiveness at uh moving towards that EPC band C home.
0: Okay. But from your previous conversation, what you're saying is with the fabric that measures that can be done right now, that moves it up a band or two. And then with a renewable measure, another band, it's almost like, we, are we there already for retrofit? What's possible?
1: Um, be- I think for us, uh, and certainly for myself personally, I think there's a, there's a clear understanding of that already. Um, maybe because we've dug in to the real deep understanding of, um, of, of what these measures mean in practical terms, the points that once they're assembled, actually produce an energy band that you're in so you understand how you get there.
0: Back to the title of this podcast and the SEA report, Social Housing Leading the Way to Net Zero. Why do you think that is? Why is social housing leading the way?
1: I think our, our key prime driver is our customer, about doing exactly the right thing for our customer, providing affordable warmth, and we've been over that 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 phrase a lot, but I think it is really the key point um, providing systems that will keep them warm and be as cheap as possible to run and be as environmentally friendly as possible
0: okay, so what you're saying is what it sounds like the renewable technologies themselves are playing a big part in this.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the uh, the use of air source heat pumps is very mature, very known. Um, I think the technology is very reliable. Um, I think the easiest way to sum it up is it does exactly what it says on the tin.
0: Brilliant. Well, Rob, once again, you've been fantastic and we really appreciate you coming in and spending your time here. So uh, thank you very much, Rob. Good to see you again.
1: Yeah, thanks very much, Max. It's been a, a really fun again. And um, yeah, thank you very much.
0: So there you have it, social housing leading the way to net zero. And if you'd like to find out more about Sovereign Housing and the incredible work they're doing, visit sovereign.org.uk. Thank you all for listening. Check out the other episodes in this series and please share, subscribe, rate and review the Ecodan Series About Sustainability podcast. Until next time, goodbye. Oh.